I'd like to read three passages. The first in the Gospel of John, chapter 9. Gospel of John, chapter 9. I'd like to read the first, the first three verses. John 9, we're reading from verse 1. And as he passed on, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? Jesus answered, neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be manifested in him. And we turn to the first epistle of John. First epistle of John, chapter 3. First epistle of John, chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 8. He that practices sin is of the devil, for from the beginning the devil sins. To this end, the Son of God has been manifested, that he might undo the works of the devil. And then the epistle to the Romans... Chapter 5, Romans 5, verse 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commends his love to us in that we being still sinners, Christ has died for us. I ask you to spare a few minutes of your time today. This is the last day that you and I are living in 2023 and I'll try and be as short as possible but I do want to engage your attention and I what I want to tell you is three things three things I want you to be if you go out of this room remember these three things that God has manifested his works God has manifested his son and God has manifested his love. If that's all you remember, it's good enough for me. And it will be good enough for you. Now, <clears throat> what does it mean to manifest? What is the meaning of it? The point is, dear friend, that God loves you. God loves you. And God wants you to know him. So, if you want somebody to know something, you've got to show it to him. You've got to show something to him or reveal yourself to him. And it is so important. The manifestation of God is a key point to the entire history of humanity. Still today, in 2023, I have friends in this world that tell me that God does not exist. How is it possible? Are you one of those? Are you one of those that says that God does not exist? Well, I can prove to you tonight, and I want you to be attentive to this, that God has manifested himself. Now, in the manifestation of God is an amazing thing. Because God answers to some of the questions that humanity, philosophy, science, history has never been able answer to them. Now the point is, we spoke of it in the reading, we mentioned it anyway, it says why is there sin in this world? Why then? 
You know, when we stand before God and when we listen to his word, one of the first things that comes to us is that we are sinners. What a poor message is that? Is that really a poor message? Or is that a wonderful truth? My dear friend, the truth is that we, me and you, are all sinners. Why, then, are we sinners? Why is sin in this world? Well, maybe you're thinking the wrong way. I want to suggest that you should listen to what God is saying. Listen to this. Jesus, the Son of God, is walking in this world and meets a blind man. And his disciples, his friends, just like me, say, Oh, look! Did he sin? Did his parents sin? Why is he like that? That's our way of thinking, my dear friend. You might not confess it to me, but you're thinking the same way as I am. Listen to God's voice. Listen to it. He says, no, 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 no. You're thinking the wrong way. This is so that the works of God should be manifested in him. I'm going to invite you to do one thing, dear friend. Don't be occupied too much with your sin and why you're a sinner. Think of what God is telling you. God is saying, you are a sinner so that God's works can be manifested in you and in me. Why is this? Well, this is a marvel of the gospel, dear friend. The gospel comes with a solution to the problem of humanity. You know, dear friend, there are many studies going on in this world. Science is developing immense things. Think of the medical science and all that they're doing. And however, the better they get, they're still not solving the greatest problem of humanity. When I first read of the war between Russia and Ukraine last year, I was shocked that in 2023 we would still have wars like them, that time. And yet it's true, and history repeats itself. I'm no expert of history, I don't like history, I'm afraid, but for those of you that like and read and study it, you know very well that history repeats itself. Now, why this? Because there is a problem, and the problem is sin. Sin is a big problem that we all have in our hearts. And we cannot stand before God as sinful creatures. So then, God is willing to manifest his works. How does God manifest his work in this man? Well, this man got his sight back. He was able to see. Now, how did this happen? How did it happen? Let's see. How God solves this problem. So we go to the first epistle of John. And we get another major aspect of God's manifestation. So God manifests his works through his son Jesus. Who brought great miracles of healing down here. But my dear friend there is more to it. It's not just the works of God that matter. It's his son that matters. And if you read here where we read in 1 John, it tells us a little bit about sin. And it tells us 
that sin is really something that comes from the devil, doesn't it? It says, he that practices sin is of the devil, for from the beginning the devil sins. Well, now we understand a little bit about the nature of the great problem of humanity. But we're not to be occupied with the problem. I want you to be engaged with the solution to this problem. And the great solution, look at this. How clear is scripture? I don't need to add any words to this, my dear friend. It says that to this end, the Son of God has been manifested. Which end? So that, what does it say? That he might undo the works of the devil. Oh, the glory of Christ. The beauty of Christ himself. The Son of God has been manifested to humanity so that he could undo the works of the devil. Isn't that amazing? So that he could take us away from that slavery to sin. You know, dear friend, sin is an awful thing. And I want you to know this because it just pulls you further down, down and down you go. How many people have you probably spoken to? How many of my friends are slaves to drugs and alcohol? How many are slaves to work? How many are slaves to many things in this world, dear friend? Think about it. This is no joke. We're finishing another year. We're starting a new one. What is your situation? How do you stand before God himself? I want you to think of this. Have you enjoyed have you had a, have you witnessed the manifestation of the son of god in your life do you know who the son of god is well the beauty of the gospel is this that it reveals to us who the son of god is it is the man christ jesus the lord my lord jesus christ and i hope he's also your lord and savior Jesus came in this world more than 2,000 years ago, my dear friend, so that he could manifest the works of God and that he could manifest the Son of God himself. He was the Son of God and it was revealed and declared. We've just finished the Christmas season and many messages have gone round in this season stating and declaring who the Son of God is. The Son of God was born in this world 2,000 years ago. Oh, the beauty of it. But you know, it doesn't finish here. This is the wonderful thing. It can't finish here. So that's why I bring in the third aspect that I want you to know. And the third aspect is there in Romans 5 where we read. And we're going to tie them all up in a minute. The third manifestation is God's love itself. So yes, when Christ came down here, He manifested the works of God. He healed miracles that Christ did. Yes, he manifested the Son of God himself. This was an amazing revelation, my dear friend. And yet there was more to it. What was it? Well, we're getting to the key point here. We're getting to the key point of the entire gospel. The story of the gospel is centered in the work of Christ on the cross at Calvary. You know, dear friend... And that is how God's love was manifest. And this is revolutionary, my dear friend, because in such a cruel situation as to crucifixion of Christ, 
There stands the manifestation of the greatest love ever shown in this world. The love of God himself. So Christ died on the cross at Calvary. Not because of his own sins. But because of my sins and your sins. Because Christ was perfect. Entirely perfect. Sinless and spotless. So he died there on the cross. Where he poured his blood for you and for me. Why his blood? Because without shedding of blood. That is without pouring of blood. There is no remission of sin. So in order that our sin might be washed away, dealt with once and for all, Christ had to die and his blood had to be poured out and shed. So that's what he did. He poured out his blood and through that precious blood of Christ, our sins, my sins can be washed away. Now, isn't that marvelous? Look at that manifestation. So yes, we speak about healing. Yes, we speak about the manifestation of the Son of God. But how vital that the love of God should be displayed in that work at Calvary. Because what will attract you to God tonight is not just one of these. It's God's love for you, my dear friend. Because all of us, all mankind, needs the love of God. We need to be loved. We feel the need of being loved. Isn't that true? And God loves us with an immense love. So much that he gave his only son. Now, this is the gospel message. But I'm going to close with a very known passage in Romans 1. Because I want you to know that the gospel is an invitation. And every invitation needs a response, a reply. And the reply comes from yourself. It is vital. It is very important. No, every message stirs our hearts. But dear friend, it is so important that you realize that you have to answer to God's invitation. And it's a responsibility that you have. We sometimes say, don't we, that it is commandment of God himself. God commands mankind to believe. But we'll see why, why this happens. So Romans 1 verse 16 says, for I am not ashamed of the glad tidings. Listen to this based on what we said about the manifestation of God. It says, for it is God's power to salvation. To everyone that believes. Both to Jew first And to Greek. And you can add to British, to Italian, to French. You can add your nationality there. My dear friend, the beautiful thing is, the gospel story is the same and has been the same for over 2,000 years. It's a presentation of Christ himself. What makes a difference is your response to that invitation. And my desire tonight is that you will respond to God Today, don't wait for another year. Don't wait for another night. Don't wait for another day. Respond to God today. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. You can be as simple as you can or as you want. So how do we respond to the invitation of God? Here is a, here is a secret to this. Here is the answer. Listen to it. It says that the gospel, the glad tidings... 
What you've just heard is God's power to salvation. Listen. To everyone that believes. This is it. How do you respond to God? By believing in the glad tidings. By believing in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So if you believe that Christ came down here. And that he truly was the son of God. And that he died on the cross for your sin. And that he was raised from the tomb. And he's now alive forevermore in heaven. If you believe this and you recognize that you're a sinner. And you confess your sins. You will be saved. This is the guarantee, the promise, the seal, the warranty of God himself. And how beautiful it is. Because God has manifested his works. God has manifested his son. And he has manifested his love. There is nothing <coughs> hidden about God himself in terms of your salvation. The glad tidings is God's power to salvation of everyone that believes. It doesn't matter if you come and tell me if you believe or not. I would be very happy to hear it. But it matters to God. And it matters to you. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend. Don't waste any more time. This is all the time we have. You know, time keeps ticking. And in a few hours, we're starting a new year. If we're left here, and on we go with our plans. But don't waste time. You know, every one of you has some experience, I'm sure, in their life of things that have turned and twisted in an instant. The other day I was at work and a supplier said to me, he was about to go home, it's just the day before the end of the holidays, and then he says, oh, it's just been an accident, and two people died, just going home from work. You know, you don't know what's going to happen to you. None of us knows what is going to happen. Don't waste this opportunity. Don't do it for my sake, do it for your sake. We're here, we're just servants of God. We just pass on the message to you, my dear friend. It's a message of salvation. God's power to salvation of all who believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for his name's sake. Amen.